Good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. We are having some internet difficulties. Um, we had them last night too, and I'm going to my company and they said that there's a, uh, a line in Denver, an optic fiber optic line in Denver that was down. And so they moved us all to something in Minneapolis and then they had to reconfigure my page to get it on there. And so I don't know what's going on, but we're going to go until we can't go any longer. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, so our show is sponsored tonight by Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Uh, despite your vaccination status, they don't care which if you have vax or not vax. They just want to make sure you're getting your dental work done. And also Albert Taylor Endless Possibilities, uh, an organization that's always looking for good employees. They take care of folks with different abilities, um, whether that's a group home or whether that's a setting where you're going into their home uh, to help them just with little minor things. Um, that's what they do. And they're always looking for good people. So that's kind of one of our other sponsors and what we're doing tonight. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about Montana. So there's a lot of things going on in Montana. And so my friend Brian Misgivens is here and he is a... Uh, a radio guy, former television news anchor, former television weatherman. Um, and so I just once a month, we didn't, we missed last month because we were doing other stuff, but I'd like checking in on the Montana stuff. So people in Oregon kind of, kind of see what's going on. And we're getting a lot of viewers here in Montana now too, uh, Brian. So uh, I, I thought I'd leave it up to you. One thing I wanted to talk to you about though, this internet thing kind of scared me because could you imagine how easy you don't need guns and mortar? To destroy a country, all nope. they'd have to do is take out a couple of fiber optic lines, major lines like that, and you've got nobody on Facebook, nobody can get online, YouTube's gone. Um, you could just take down the world that way. It's kind of scary. Oh, it is. And you know, you think about it, Rick. It would all. That's all it would take. And I, you know, you working in television as did I for years, and now radio. And we've seen it happen locally where internet something happens and goes down and suddenly you don't have a feed from one of your news sources or whatever it may be and that's all it takes and suddenly you're going okay we're gonna do this the old-fashioned way so i remember a few times like that in television as i'm sure you do too but all i can say about uh, first of all what amazing weather we're having in montana right now and i know oregon too but i mean this is just unprecedented it's like groundhog day but in the reverse and the good, because I mean, it's like every day, the weatherman's saying, Hey, another beautiful day. <laughs> well, see, and here's the thing I wanted to ask you. This is why I think it's good. I'm really glad you're on here. Um, okay. So what I'm hearing from the company, cause my neighbor works for him. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can give you a blow by blow. What's going one of our fiber carriers has an outage. It's causing issues all down the line. Unfortunately, haven't gotten much done at here either. Our network guys have been quite the time trying to keep traffic moving. So this is uh this is what could actually happen. Um, and, and I think people don't realize how connected we are and, mm -hmm. and, and how, you know, how, how stuck we are with this technology. I mean, yep. you know, so anyway, back to the weather. So I think honestly, what's going on here is it's not El Nino, Nano, or Nina Mania, whatever <laughs> else it is. I think, I think what this is, is God's gift to Kathy and Rick and all the other newcomers to Montana because when I moved here, they told me, don't bother getting any pumpkins because it goes from summer to two days of fall and then it's just winter. And yeah. we have had an Indian summer here. And Kathy and I are going, 
what's all the complaining about? It's beautiful. The grass is green. The leaves are turning. I mean, this is like New England, you know? It's so bizarre. I will say this. I have a theory. So back when I did TV weather, I did this thing and I talked to our other meteorologists about studying the trends, not necessarily the overall day-to-day weather, but studying the trends. And the reason for it is you could usually pick up on trends early on and go, oh, okay, this is happening. So I'm going to back up to April of this year, at least here in the on the Flathead uh, Reservation and Flathead Lake. We had one of the snowiest Easter's I've ever seen. I think we woke up Easter morning to around six inches on the ground, if I remember correctly. And it was just a cool, wet spring. We eventually, I was my son's t-ball coach, and eventually we got everything in. But every season up to this point, this year has been behind by a month. So my theory is this year, winter won't show up until maybe December. That's my theory. We'll see if that theory is right. But the one thing that's interesting, Rick, that I thought was really intriguing they're talking a triple peat La Nina. What that means is this will be the third winter where we see the what we call the cooling of the Pacific Equatorial waters, which traditionally brings cooler and wetter conditions to the northwest and inland northwest. Great news for skiers. That's all I can say about that. The valleys and uh, the valleys it can kind of be a wash and a toss-up, but it's it's looking phenomenal for the ski resorts again this year. So what does that mean? I read something where they were saying here in Montana that they're expecting a snowier Mm -hmm. uh, winter and a colder winter. Is that I think that was the farmer's almanac. And I um, I live in a farm community, so I'm I'm trusting the farmer's (laughs) almanac, you know. You know, and that's actually what the trend is showing. The trend is showing drier and warmer probably through, I believe, November and then starting to transition to cooler and wetter than normal. Now, last the, the last two winters, at least here west of the divide in the valleys, actually haven't been that bad. There's been some snow, some cold outbursts. The snow, The mountains have done pretty well, which is traditionally what you see. And a lot of it depends on the flow. And, and what I mean by the flow is where the moisture and the cold air are coming from. Are they coming from the southwest? Are they coming from the due west? Are they coming from the, the northwest? And do you get what I call the – I'm a snow lover personally, so are you getting what I call the golden box where the moisture overrides the cold air dropping over and you happen to be in that box where the two meet up and then suddenly it's just bam – I'm going to back up, though, two years. So you mentioned about going directly from summer, two days of fall into winter. It was two years ago now. I remember this ex- so clearly because we were we had a travel trailer. We still have a travel trailer, but we, we'd we been out camping. It had been a nice, nice early fall. And all of a sudden, we saw this big Arctic blast appear on the maps. And it was, I think it was around, it was the week before Halloween because uh, the Friday before the f- following Thursday, which I think was Halloween, we had close to a foot of snowfall. And wow. and it was – and that's big for here on Flathead Lake because of where especially Polson's at. If you look at Polson geographically or the topography of the land around Flathead Lake, it's kind of down in a bowl. So you've got – a rim of mountains all around and down here is the lake. And I remember being on air that day and saying, this thing's going to go all day and it went all day and it went all night. And it was mid December driving conditions all throughout the region for several days. And then by the time Halloween rolled around, the snow had melted. There were still some piles of snow, but I remember that year so clearly because everybody thought, Oh my gosh, here comes the winter. We won't forget. 
and it was just the opposite. It was actually, we had that big one in October, and then the rest of the winter, you'd get little skiffs here and there and maybe occasionally a few inches, but the rest of the winter wasn't bad. We had one week in October that everybody remembered, and the rest was eh, so-so. So La Nina, I always say, is a guide and a tool, but it's not always necessarily the end-all, be-all. Like, this will absolutely be a winter we'll never forget. So November 8th's coming up, and I know you're kind of connected with the political world as well. So what what are... um you know, in Oregon, everybody's talking about for the first time in since 1982, I think, um, a Republican might become the governor of Oregon, which has everybody going, what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, there is nothing darker blue than Oregon. Um, yeah. You can't get a, a navier blue than that. And, no. um, and I think people, well, you also have to look at the fact that Oregon's current governor, Governor Kate Brown, is the least popular governor of all 50 states. And um, and that I think that's playing into this, too, is people, you know, she kept the, the lockdown going and going and going. And I think uh, people just tired of it. And now they're scared. So we've got Bessie Johnson. She's going to be on my show next week. She's running as a non-affiliate. Um, and then you've got Tina Kotek, and that's Kate Brown uh, 2, 2.0. And then you've got uh, uh, Christina Drazen, and she's the one pulling in the, the higher numbers right now. So that's kind of interesting. Which just shocked me. When I looked that up today on the end, I was curious because, and I went, oh my goodness, because I think you're right. I think you have to go back to, I believe it was Governor McCall. Tom McCall was the last Republican governor, I believe, if I remember correctly. No, it was um, it was actually Vicatia. Oh, okay. Vicatia, okay. Vicatia. I've got my governors mixed up. Yeah, Vicatia was in the 80s, like 82, 83, around in there. And he, okay. um, super nice man. I did an interview with him just shortly before he died. And and he really did more. He didn't get a lot of credit for it. He got us through the recession in the 80s. He's a smart, smart man. The Atia, remember the Atia uh, Oriental Rug Companies? Oh, yes. Yep. So that yep. was, that was his, that's his family. Okay. He, but he was the last Republican in Oregon. Uh, was McCall before him then? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And okay. Back in the day, it was Mark Hatfield. He was a Republican. Yep. Tom Hall. Um, you know, it was more interspersed. And then that, you know, it just dried up. And, you know, part of that's redistricting in Oregon. And they, and quite frankly, in my opinion, and many mm -hmm. others, they cheated, drew the lines to benefit uh, one party and not the others. So what's go So tell me about Montana. So what happens? What's, what's the, um, I, I know there's like um, here in Broadwater County, um, they're having a big meeting tomorrow. People should know this. I wish I could get the, the form up so people could see it. But there's in the newspaper here locally or on the um, you can go on any of the towns and websites. They're having these meetings um, to kind of look at the future of what people want the community to look like. Do you okay. want more businesses downtown? Do you want um, more development? Do you want less development? Let's talk about subdivisions. Let's talk about homelessness. Let's talk about, you know, jobs for people. And they really want to get a grasp on what they want the community to look like. And they're having these sessions all day tomorrow um, for different groups, seniors. And there's groups for people concerned about development. And there's people who are property owners, um, kind of different, trying to figure out what that's about. We were going to have somebody on tonight, but they're actually showing people the region taking them okay. around the county tonight. So tomorrow when these experts come in and listen, to, it's called a listening session. Um, when they do that, um, they'll kind of have a better understanding of where people are coming from. But I really like that about Montana. I think it's mm -hmm. that's very forward thinking is thinking, um, 
you know, maybe it, it sounds really good in downtown Townsend to have all these great new restaurants and all this kind of stuff. It sounds really good. But the payoff that the sidebar to that is you're also going to bring all those people. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a problem all over Montana, isn't it? Well, and I actually, as you were talking, I was reminded of, I think it was coming out of the pandemic, I believe. Yeah, because it was the housing crisis that really started. I actually emceed a and was kind of the moderator for a town hall regarding a housing crisis right here on the Flathead uh, Mission Valley. And and you talk about forward thinking. I mean, it was people from around the region, different organizations, different governments getting together and saying, what can we do to try to alleviate this and that's you're right and that's montana is great about that it's like hey let's get together let's bounce some ideas and the thing i like about it is you may have an idea that bob over here doesn't agree with but that's okay you're still going to respect each other and that's what i that's what i've always loved about it is you know what hey let's just keep it respectful and and that's you know the one of the big things is the fact that that is going on now the redistricting piece not the redistricting piece per se but um, in the 2020 census, Rick, there, Montana gained enough people. And this was before. So the census, of course, was taken during the pandemic year. And people were just starting to really discover Montana. So what will be interesting is when they take the census again in another 10 years to see where we're at. But for the first time in 30 years, Montana added another house seat. So I'll have to check the map. I can't remember if you're in District 2 or if you're in District 1. Um, over here in District 1, where we're at, it's Zinke, Representative Ryan Zinke, of course, worked in the Trump administration versus a Democrat, Monica Trinnell. And so and it's it's getting pretty heated. In fact, I saw one poll today that said it's within three percentage points huh. of, of the race. And, of course, that's within your margin of error, typically, for mo most polls. So it'll be interesting to see the way this goes. I traditionally have always thought of Montana as a red state, but I was mentioning to my wife over the weekend as we were driving around, I said, I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of Zinke signs, but I surprisingly see more Trinell signs than I would have thought for Montana being a red state. Well, it, Oregon did get another house. I, th I think we have six, a sixth house district. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I know we have a new house seat, um, you know, and, uh, and that was added too because of all the population growth in mm -hmm. Oregon. But, um, I also see, you know, that I'm, I'm hearing, and you and I are both transplants, but most people here are transplants from, not most, but a lot of people are transplants from other places. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you, when you come into Montana, what, the, the thing I've noticed is they're very welcoming, but mm -hmm. they really want to know what you're doing here. Like if you're going to assimilate or yeah. if you're here to bring your, your politics and your ideas, because I think those of us from Oregon who are here, understand assimilation because nothing against Californians, but they, they kind of destroyed their state. They brought it to Oregon, destroyed our state in our opinions, and then it, keep, it keeps going. And so you don't <laughs> want to go somewhere and bring your toilet water. Um, you know, you want to be careful how you go in. So I'm, you know, I, I'm enjoying meeting people and just kind of trying to figure out where things are coming from and, yeah. you know, and, and really working in that realm of, um, you know, this is your land and I'm coming in here. So I'm going to respect that and, and do things the yeah. way you do it. I just want to know yeah. what that is, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's for the most part, you know, I, I actually saw a bumper sticker to that end is it was something, this is not verbatim, but it was something along the lines of remember why you left California. 
And there's a lot, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, and we actually, you know, we moved here back in 2014. Actually, we just celebrated our eighth. I saw a memory pop up on my Facebook page last week of made it to Montana. And it was October 4th of 2014. And, and it was interesting because I remember moving here and I, one of my, one of my good friends in television said to me, I'll see you back in Portland in a year when you get tired of small town living. But I knew I wouldn't because it's just it. I think you and I are very similar that way. We knew we see what we want. We go after it. Right. And yeah. and I'm not I think you have to not. The one thing, you know, I, I, probably, I hesitate. I probably shouldn't say this, but, you know, the, the I, I think what Kathy and I looked were looking for was something small that wasn't, you know, didn't have everything you know, in the, you know, all the things that draw people that want, you know, the bend Oregon lifestyle, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we were, and, and I said to Kathy one time, I said, well, you know, because everybody always says, I'll wait till you get to the winters. And I get that. I mean, we're going to, you know, try to travel in certain times of the, of the winter, you know, that kind of thing. But it's also like winter's really good for killing insects. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, things that, that, those that can't stand it aren't going to be able to stay here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I kind of imagine sometimes, you know, that, that my wife and I laugh and I go, can you see, can you see some of the, the, um, Oh, I, I God, I just get myself in trouble, but there's not, it's cold. How come there's no cool restaurants? How come this isn't here? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, you go, well, that's why we're safe here. <laughs> so I think that's the hard thing about growth is because you want some growth and you want amenities for people here. But there's this other side that goes, yeah, but some of that's going to attract that same kind of bend Oregon thing. And I'm not anti bend, but I think bend is a great example of a cool little area that just got bombarded with everything. And so now it's like almost like a yuppie place, you know, like yeah. what we used to call yuppie. It's definitely experienced, I mean, exponential growth over the past, you know, several years. I remember going through Bend on my way to Sun. We would vacation a couple, sometimes over in Sun River when I grew up living in Portland. And it's just, I mean, just like everywhere, it's everywhere is booming and growing. The thing I'll say back to your whole point about cold winters, and, and this is going to tell you why I will never survive in Florida. I always say this about winter cold. You can always put on more layers, but when it gets that hot, you can only take off so much before you get arrested. So, <laughs> right. and, and, the, and you don't have the humidity and, you know, exactly. I, don't mind, I don't mind the cold. I love the sunshine, you know, and, and yeah. being in that. Um, yeah. And it is a dry cold here. And, and some people are like, what? I remember one of the winters here, we had like a dry cold. And I remember saying to somebody, it's not as bad in my opinion as when you get that East wind. It's really not. I mean, it's, it's it's literally like that east wind ripping out of the gorge in my opinion there is nothing colder than that because it's usually combined with some of the the marine air you know coming in some of the northwest cold coming in at the same time and it's oh that's bone chilling cold and and i'm not saying i'm not saying it doesn't get cold here but there's a difference just like dry heat and humid heat there's a difference between yeah we've noticed that here a big difference so so brian (laughs) in montana do you vote at the poll like the old fashioned way you can do either or so like i you know i'll have to check i think i'm permanently absentee just because i prefer the mail-in ballot 
but you can do either or here, at least in our county. And I think it's across the state, actually. I'm going to do the poll. I, I miss that. I think that is like the greatest thing that you could go down to the poll and. Oh, it is neat. It is ballot, you know, and do it the old fashioned way. I'm the, the, the longer I'm on this earth, the more I'm not very fond of the mail in ballot process. Um, I don't know. I it's if you look at Oregon and you go, it'd be interesting. I should go back and look and see when did that start and when did they know Republicans as governor or even in the executive branch, except we had Dennis Richardson a few years ago as mm -hmm. a Republican secretary of state, but that was the first one in decades. Um, so that would be interesting to see the correlation between that and what's going on with all that. So what else do I need to know about Montana for the winter? Um, be prepared that, you know, and that's what I always say. I mean, so you remember from working television, it didn't matter rain, sleet, freezing rain, snow, you had to be on the air that day. And yeah. so I always, even when I was in Oregon, I usually had a four wheel drive and, and snow tires on my car. You know, you can get the studless snow tires so they're not damaging the roads as much, but I was always prepared. And, uh, you know, when I moved to Montana, I did the same thing. I, uh, within a few years, I didn't have that car I had in Oregon anymore. First thing I did after I bought that car, I got snow tires for it. You know, just, and that's what I always tell people. It's like, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Because just like, you know, I think it was two winter, it'll be two winters ago now that Portland saw that record historic storm that literally, I don't know if you remember that at the no, time. I I, I, we had in Eugene, I had, I mean, we had, I had never seen, I don't think, that much snow in my entire life in yeah. or like without being in the mountains. You know what I mean? Being yeah. in, and in my, yeah. by Montana standards, that was probably like we're a bunch of wusses. <laughs> no, I mean, that was, I mean, I was watching that because I still run a forecasting page that forecasts for bigger winter storms out in the out in the Portland metropolitan area. And I remember one in particular, the, the county, I think it was Clackamas County that was the dividing line between freezing rain and snow. And I have, a, I have a buddy that lives out in Oregon City, and he sent me pictures, and it looked like a war zone. I mean, literally just trees snapped all over, power out for days. And and that's not that's not anything to wince out. You know, and in fact, even here when, when we're talking about the threat of freezing rain, there is nothing, in my opinion, worse to drive on. But the one thing that the, some of the locals put me onto here so when I moved here, I had a car with studless snow tires. I had a couple of automotive guys go, get yourself studs. And I said, aren't the studless as good? And they said, not in Montana. And I said, interesting. So I took their advice and I switched to studded snow tires against the, you know, I, I don't want like doing damage to the roads, but you also, you know, it, it's one of those things for, for my family safety. I'm like, I'm going to take the expert's opinion on that one, but it was an interesting thing, but I just, you know, it's I always just say be prepared and that's the same in any other you know I in fact in fact one thing I do Rick which I'm sure you probably already thought of this I keep an extra winter coat and extra gloves in the trunk of my car yeah you know what I've learned that is what's the greatest things um is you in Montana you always wear a stocking cap yeah I mean, there's no other cat is going to do. And you know, it's really cool. All my, like, cause over the years I bought like wool, like really cool wool jackets. And, yep. you know, I have a cashmere overcoat, which, you know, I'm going to go walking down the streets of Townsend in my cashmere overcoat, but it, it's like stuff you can never wear in Oregon. And now Kathy and I are there going, Oh man, we got all this winter sweaters and stuff that we can wear. So, um, I, I got these, the tires, my son told me, he goes, get those B, I, 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 I don't, I think they're great graders, but they're like, Oh yeah super like i mean they're really expensive but they mm -hmm. i think 
those are going to work really well. Um, people say drive slow uh, in the winter. Uh, we keep sleeping bags in the truck. That's a great idea. Yep. Hey, I got a question for you. So do you still yep. do weather then? Do you do a little weather channel or something? I do, like actually. So I, if you go on Facebook, it's Brian Miskimmons Weather. And I know the last name's a mouthful. It's M-I-S-K-I-M-I-N-S. So Brian Miskimmons Weather. Now, the one thing I tell most people is I literally just mainly focus on winter. So if you go on that page right now, I can't even remember the last thing I posted quite Brian, a bit. Brian, why don't you do this? You Why don't you do a weather forecast and just tape up a little minute minute and a half or something for you know or something like that for and then send it to me and i'll put it on my shows monday through thursday i can do that well although you have i i am i going to be a forecasting for italy as well as like because you got viewers all no, over no, no. i don't want you to do you could just do montana and and well you could do, do you do portland still or are you just doing montana I, I mainly focus you know i this is why i always tell uh my viewers is i say i focus on the area that's going to get hit by the impactful storm. So if it's just, I hate to say this, but mundane weather bores me. <laughs> so well, I, as much as I, as much as I love what's outside my window right now, if ah, eh, sunny, it's it's like the Bill Murray character in Groundhog Day. Uh, here we go again. <laughs> well, you know what? You could even if you did that like once a week to start off with until you got ready. Oh, Matt Matt Kendall, put your there. He put your Facebook page up there. There we go. Thank that's, you. That's my official secretary. Um, um, well, I don't know. That may be my, I'm looking at that. I'm not sure if that's, so it's an official page you follow and like. I'm not sure if that's my personal page or my, I, I'm not sure. My phone, it's it's on really small font because I'm, I'm type or I'm in on this feed tonight from my phone. But um, yeah, if you just look up, it's a, I think it says news personality or something on the page, as I recall. And it's got my, it's got my, one of my old TV headshots, I think, if I remember correctly. Well, well, think about that and let's talk over email because it would be really fun to have. I mean, however, I don't want to overwork you, but if you found, um, if we found a way to get you on there just to say, hey, here's what's coming up this week in Townsend, yeah. you can expect this and, you know, Belgrade, um, you know, just areas around Polson, like you could do Polson, me. I don't need to do Missoula because they're not on yet, but we could start adding people as people come on more. I, I started at that Montana Life page and I got like 15,000 people on it so far. Oh, my goodness. So, That's awesome. So people, so people yeah. are paying attention. But yeah, if you just and even if it's just the hard hit area, you know what the, the, the big area is. And, and then we'll look for a sponsor and then we could uh, actually pay it. Well, and it's I, I still you know, the thing is, it's funny because, you know, everybody has a dream. And when I was, when I was starting out in weather, that was my passion. And so when I left TV weather, I still remember my news director. I loved my news director. It was my news director, and my GM. They both looked at me and I was leaving Portland to move to Polson and they both go, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and they weren't trying to be disrespectful, but they were like, you're living your dream here. You're going from a million plus people with all these viewers to, a town of 5,000 without television. And I go, oh, I know I'm, you know, I'll be fine. And I, you know, that was eight years ago, yeah. but um, you know, and it's, I always say that, you know, you kind of take your dream and you adjust it as your life adjusts. And for me now, three little kids at home, I mean, TV is fun. And, but as you well know, the hours for television, you're either getting up at two 30 in the morning and you're not getting home until after midnight, right. you know? And that's, and oh. that was one of the things you know, at the time we didn't have the kids. Now we have three kids and uh, must be something in the Montana water. I don't know. But when we moved here, we didn't have any. Now we have three. So. <laughs> but 
but no, it's yeah. I, I think life is about modification and, mm -hmm. and you kind of, um, you know, I, I feel like you, you, uh, you, you, uh, I, in my world, I feel like I'm the, the writer and the storyteller of my life. And then I have this really great editor and producer named God, and he sets things up in different ways. And then it's how I write that into, I get to choose to write that into my story. And, and sometimes I get to choose to write it out of my story, but it's all mm -hmm. kind of how that works. And, you know, cause I never dream in a million years. There, there's days, honestly, Brian, I wake up and, um, I look out my window and I'm going, I cannot believe that I'm here, you know, yeah. and today I'm down there. I finally got my license plate. There's a whole, there's a whole documentary on Rick Dancer being here since January 28th. I couldn't get a license plate till I got a, a, a county that I lived in. Yep. Then I get to the county I lived in in June 1. This is October 11th. Yep. And, and I am, but our car, our truck is owned by our business, which we had to change the name when we moved here to make a new business. So then yep. the, our car is also owned by the company, which is Toyota, owns the truck title which is titled yep. in my old business name so we have to go through that whole process so this mm -hmm. has been i'm going to when i'm done with this show i'm going to go out and put my license plate on my truck but i was down there getting that i ran into a county commissioner here in town she gives me a big hug and i go debbie how you doing and we're talking about okay. life and stuff and you're going i'm starting to find kathy and are starting to find our way in um mm -hmm. to doing what we do and i'll tell you what it's just it's so fun because, and I have so many people on here who follow us and say, um, you know, we're just watching you, you know, live, live this dream. And, it, and it's, it's hard. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not a dream. It's really um, something different than that. Cause it's everything is not, I mean, it's not, it's not like Facebook where everything is not perfect. There's a lot of hard things to own in your own business and doing this stuff, but um, well, and I'll give you an example. As you were talking about that, it reminded me of your show last night. I mean, you want to talk about bringing real life right down to Main Street. You know, there's, you know, good friend of yours in the battle of her life. And I was watching that show last night as I was making dinner for the kids. And I and I just I, I looked at my own kids and, you know, I mentioned I think they mentioned they had seven kids together. And 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 I thought, you know, I. I think the idea about driving, getting an RV and driving all across the country, it's, I literally looked at my wife when she got home and I said, gosh, we should do that. You know, because yeah. you, you only live this life once. And, yeah. and that's the thing. And, and it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, about just getting to know and getting into the community. Cause that's the cool thing that I always find, you know, when, you know, today I, I stopped somewhere today and ran into a half a dozen people that I knew and, you know, see on a regular basis, but it's just, that's real life. You know, that's how you doing, Bob, how you doing, you know, and, and just, just literally keeping that real connection. And that's why I like the name of your show, get real with Rick dancer. Cause it's yeah. real life. Well, I think it's cause Brian, I had to be Rick dancer for 25 years mm -hmm. and it wasn't, it was a version of me, but it wasn't really me. And like last night when I was talking to, um, to the, to um, Stacy mm -hmm. about that, you know, she, has a terminal diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then Laura Crow, who's on here, has been through some of this same kind of thing. She wrote me a personal message today, and I won't share that because she's on here and yeah. I wouldn't do that anyway to anybody. But her, and then Stacy's son wrote me a letter and thanking me for having his mom on there and how much it meant to him. Mm -hmm. and, and we're having a huge response because it's like I could have never spent 45 minutes talking mm -hmm. 
to someone on television, they would have been going, wrap it up, wrap it up. And you're going, no, you know where the magic happens? The magic happens in the middle of the sentences, in the stuff that's in between where it's like, I think that's why Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Chris Williamson, um, all these podcasters doing three hours. That's all I listen to when I work out anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I stop mm-hmm. listening to music because I'm getting my brain filled with like ideas and things. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, my gosh, this is the real conversation is what leads to yeah. real change. And I think that's why people are doing this. And that's what I'm trying to hone in with this is with people like you is there doesn't have to be a plan. Let's have a conversation and then get people involved and then mm-hmm. we share it out there. And those who are interested will find something out of it. And those who don't, um, you know, and, and I think that's what the world's going to turn to. I hope. Yeah, um, no, I would agree. And you know, it's funny. I, it's, it's just one of those things where you go, you got to go deeper with people because so often, you know, one of the things I've been very big on here since I started working in the radio business is working with messaging with different groups for suicide prevention, because Montana, that's one of the leading causes of, of death is suicide. And the, the problem is, is people don't feel like there's kind of this, not a mentality, but more of like a block of, I can't talk to anybody about this. I'm having this, this is, I'm going through this, but it's like, no, 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 you can. Yeah, you can. And I worked I had the I've had the honor over the past several years of working with several different groups on messaging. And we got different school kids involved in different school districts. And and that's where, the like you said, that's where, you know, putting a message of hope out there to people that, you know what, there is hope. There is, well, you know, whether you're a person of faith or you're not, that's that's where it's at, because well, everybody goes through the good times. Everybody goes through bad times. But it's important to remember that when you're in those dark valleys, there, there is hope. There is hope. Well, and, and I think that it, it's becoming uh, a and, and real quick. One thing is, why not for next month, why don't you get some people from that organization and someone who's actually um, survived um, mm-hmm. an attempt? And let's put let's do a show on that. I would love to do that and talk about specifically Montana and why that's a problem here, because I think others will relate to that. But it also kind of hones in on those people like that. But, you know, I I had a friend today and he's reached out a week and a half ago or something and just said, I think I'm done. And so now we've been just having conversations and 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 talking and, you know, just speaking value into the guy's life. And I think. I think we can. We I think we can all make a bigger difference in people's life than we than we understand. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think part of it, Rick, is everybody, at least that I know, is so busy that they forget to sometimes, you know, I call it pull pull the emergency brake, slow down, and and you know, a lot of talk lately, of course, has been about an impending recession. And I'm somebody I always try to find a silver lining. I think like you do. And I and I the thought occurred to me the other day as I was listening to the national news as I was driving home and they're talking about, you know, recession is here, recession, recession, recession. And I thought, what if this is God's way of saying to us, hey, guess what? Yeah. Slow down. Yep. Slow down. Yep. Spend more time with your family, you know, stuff like that. Well, I heard I heard like what uh, somebody on a talk radio was talking and they said, you know, um, that the economy is going down, which I, I see and gas prices going up and people are spending more and you're going, so is this like a call that we spend to make, it's like a drug. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't feel good. I'll buy more. 
So, I mean, as the economy is going down, we're getting more and more depressed. We're buying more. And it's like, no, that's having the opposite effect on what you're supposed to do. We need to be buying less to let things even out a little bit here. But I mean, like you were saying, maybe in the big picture, this is God's way of saying, um, take a deep breath because you know what's really important? Stacy. Yeah. Stacy and her family. Stacy is Stacy reminded people yesterday mm-hmm. that this is real life. Yep, All the exactly. poster oven you purchased or the pizza thing with the, with the grill and all that stuff, that's all horse shit. Real mm-hmm. life is when, when a doctor tells you you got eight months to 18 months to live or you have cancer or think of all the people that are getting diagnosed with things today and and, 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 and their, their life is changing like that. That's real life and all this other stuff. Maybe that's what we need to be paying attention to. And I feel like that's kind of why Kathy and I are here is just – um, we're going to experience a new way of living um, yep. and a new way to, to get to know people and understand one another. And, um, that, you know, I, I'll tell you what, at 63, I'm dang excited about that because mm-hmm. I don't, I want to be 73 and still going, okay, so how, how can I help? What do you, what do you need me to do? Yeah. You know, I'm, there's a rocking chair on my front porch. The only time I sit in that is when I sit out there in the sunshine with my wife having lunch for 10 minutes before I come back in and do my work. So yeah. it's not, I, I'm not spending my time on a, on a rocking chair. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, here, COVID, here, Laura says, perhaps two years of house arrest for COVID has now given us freedoms to go out and we buy, buy, buy. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, I think when you, when history looks back, and I'm going to go there because I don't really care what um, my haters are going to hate me anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I think what, it's already showing up, but history is going to show that that was the lockdown and the response to COVID was the dumbest thing and that destructive um, with lives and people and relationships. And it's going to take us years to get out of it. But the nice thing is, I think that's why a lot of us are leaving and just finding a new place to live to go. Let's try this with a different group of people. Yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. see how this works out. We'll find and out. I think ideally, Rick, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, so what I do for the radio group up here is I do both on air, but I also do sales. And I always look at it from when something doesn't quite go the way you want it to, i.e. COVID, you know. I mean, nobody, nobody wanted to go through that, and, and, but we've gone through it, and now what can we learn from it right. and apply towards life going forward? And I think the one thing, the one common denominator is you just hit the nail on the head is that, hey, you know what? you got to live life, and you, you have to live it responsibly, but you have to live life and don't take a single day for granted because none of us are guaranteed we're getting out of today alive. You know, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And you know, I learned the most about um, my, myself and my wife during that whole COVID thing. I call it the dark age um, is is how important freedom is to me um, and, and freedom of speech and of ideas and, and bigger than COVID. But just how how you realize the censorship that's gone on since then and still going on. And it's like I'm like wow, that is really a value to me. And then the other thing <laughs> that Kathy and I learned is don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Just don't, the, the, the two of us, we'd look at each other and we'd like, no. And, and, you know, we abided by the rules as long as we could. And then when we started reading the research and going, okay, this is, this is a horseshit, then we stopped. And then that's when, you know, all hell broke loose with people and but, you know, I think it's getting back to minding our own business and letting people live 
live their lives the way they choose to live and, you know, and, and supporting people in their own decisions because we all are different, you know, and everybody brings a different thing to the table. So. All right, and that yeah. right there, that right there is, I couldn't say it better myself. I always say, you know, it's like that song. It takes every kind of people to make the world go round. And it's so true. I mean, it's, uh, but I, you know, thank you for what you're doing, Rick, to, to bring light to subjects and to, you know, just help, help out and, you know, keeping life real because, you know, like you said, the, the program last night with Stacy was just, I mean, it was, for me, it was a gut punch because it was like, oh my gosh. I mean, that is, that's real life. Yeah. When you see someone that just that fresh that mm -hmm. they know and they're still dealing with it. I, and my mm -hmm. favorite, I just, she's just an awesome lady, but I, I did love the fact that together we had in common. I said, cause I knew she, she has great hair and I'm like going, so the radiation, are you, are you kind of like afraid for your hair? And she goes, Oh my God. Yes. And who wants to say that? And I go, me too. That would be yeah. like one of my major things going hair. No, you know, yeah. and feels so shallow, but it's real. No, and it is real. And then when yeah. I asked her, um, are you scared? Mm -hmm. And her response. And I thought, that's real. Yeah. Because yeah. who would not? You can't put on a, and, and she wasn't yeah. trying to. You can't put on the happy face. You, um, you know, you have to live with that. So for those of you out there who did not watch last night, go back on my Facebook page or go to rickdancer.com and look up the story um, with Stacy. Randall. Um, it was last night and it, you will, um, you know, take a little Kleenex and it's not, it's not over. It's not depressing at all. In fact, it, 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 she wrote me this morning and I don't think she would care if I told you this, but she just said, I am so glad I did that, Rick. You gave me a different look at this whole thing. And I'm really kind of excited to push forward and see what we do. So I was, and we're Stacy, we're praying for you. We're rooting from you from Montana and all over the world. God bless you. That's right. Brian, thanks for doing that. Sit down and seriously think, because don't just say yes, but think about how we could do something with weather and we'll get a sponsor. And um, I would love to have that in my show. I think people would really like no, that. No, I think I think it's a great idea. I got to I gotta brew some ideas, but usually I'm brewing ideas best at like four in the morning when I have my first cup of coffee. So, <laughs> Uh-oh, did you freeze? Oh, I think we froze. You there, Rick? Okay. Well, I think that's the end of the program, ladies and gentlemen. I think Rick's internet uh, took a took a coffee break, but uh, thanks so much for joining us here on Rick Dancer. Get real with Rick Dancer on this Tuesday evening. Have a great evening, and uh, I'm sure Rick will be back on soon, but enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you may be, and we'll catch you again tomorrow night. Okay, so long story short, guys, the internet in um, in our area um, 
there's a some kind of a actually what I heard, and I don't know if this is absolutely true, but that they were digging a highway and they cut a fiber optic uh, cable in Denver and it's affecting Wi-Fi all over the West. So um, I happen to be with a company that that's affecting. So that's why the show is kind of in and out and that kind of thing. But thanks for putting up with us. And um, Brian, thanks for being here. And our sponsors again, Chris Dental Family Dentistry and Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities. Um, we appreciate you guys watching and listening to our conversation. We love when you join in. And uh, tomorrow night, um, what is tomorrow night? The 12th. Oh, tomorrow night, there's a measure in Oregon called uh, 114, House Bill 114, I think it is. And it would drastically impact hunters in Oregon. Um, so we're going to have some experts come on and talk about why this is such a bad thing for Oregon. So that's tomorrow night, uh, 5 o'clock your time, 6 o'clock Montana time. All right. And thanks to all of our Montana viewers. Share this around on your pages to let people know we're here and we're covering you. <laughs> all right. See you later. See you next time.